A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more. The fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. This is a... The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds, we set them. Form guides, we've got them. Expert opinions, we share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com. 18 plus. Be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Game Day Podcast from Talk Sport. Hello and welcome to Game Day's preview pod, Extra Time, with me, Sam Matterface, Talk Sports International editor Tom Rennie and Danny Gabadon. Now, yesterday on the pod, we talked about a load of games that are coming up this weekend. In fact, all 10 of them previewed on our Game Day preview pod. Uh, and we've also got uh, some of your questions that we didn't quite get to during that edition of the podcast. And uh, one of them, actually, uh, that is going to kick us off today is um, one that's sort of been doing the rounds since Monday. Adrian Durham on the Drive Time Show seemed to have a particular problem with people pronouncing other people's names correctly, or at least attempting to. Now, I haven't got a problem with anglicising certain names, uh, but I try, as a commentator, to be as accurate and respectful to the person that I am talking about as possible. I don't think we always get it right. Sometimes we get it a little bit wrong. Sometimes we adjust it because we think it doesn't sound particularly right for an English audience and they might not understand what we're talking about. For example, um, you, you wouldn't walk around saying French uh, for the Brazilian international called Fred because people would look at the back of his shirt and think you're an absolute lunatic. Uh, but you do try to do your best as a commentator. I don't know if, Tom, you do this as well, but you spend a lot of time trying to work out how you say things in a local di- dialect. Cr- true or false? False or true? I think that some people try harder than others and I think that some people give more more respect to it than others. Uh, for, for instance, I find it very difficult to to make that TH sound in the middle of some Spanish name. So Santi Cathola, right? I get that's how you say it. Right. That hits my ear wrong. And as a listener as well, that annoys me. I don't, I don't know why. And, I, and, I, and no disrespect to anyone that does do it. And I commend people for doing it. But it just hits my ear wrong. And so I've always said Cathola and I don't feel bad about that. However, if Antoine Griezmann says, that's how you say my name, 
then that's how you say their name. It's like the N'Golo Kante, N'Golo Conte thing. He said his name is Conte, and if someone tells me that's their name, I won't go, all right, Conte, cheers, pal. Like he's told me what his name is, and so I've got to do it. So exactly. I, I absolutely agree that there's a certain amount of, I'm going out to an English audience, they know this guy as this name, so I, I need to stick with that. However, you've got to strike that right balance, and the balance has to be respectful. Uh, and if they say that's what their name okay. is, if I tell you my name is Tom Rennie and you call me Tom Renee, I'm quite rightly going to be furious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless you call me Sam Matafarche, in which case I'll be quite <laughs> impressed with that. And I'm happy for that to catch that sounds on. Sounds quite tasty. Um, but yeah, it does actually, doesn't it? it sounds like a pasta dish. Um, but I, I don't. I, I think it's important that you show respect to the individual person, and I don't. I don't mean to be. I'm not having a go at Adrian. Adrian's got his own view or whatever. And I know listen, some listeners have sort of contacted me saying, actually, as Pilicueta or whatever. And, yeah. and I've got Gary Lineker involved in that uh, on my Twitter at Sam Matterface this week uh, because he obviously has been saying the same as me for ages, which is Af Pilicueta and Arida Balaga. You, you have to say someone's name the way it is I mean at the end of the day everybody's got a different voice and everybody's got a different technique and everyone's got a different way of saying loads of different things I think it's really interesting actually when you look at, um, at Gerard Delafeu which I think we all say is Delafeu yes but Roberto Martinez actually took me to the side once and said I, and we were talking about something completely different and I said to him oh, while you're here can I just ask you how you say Delafeu and he said just say Delafeu and I said well you know but I want to try and get it right and he went you've got no chance of being able to get it right because you are not Spanish and you don't speak the, the lingo. You don't speak in that same way. So just give up. Just, what do, you just, just do it this way. And some people encourage you to do that. On that, some it's quite interesting like as well. With, with, with international people, I just want to mention this as well because I find it really interesting. We have a big Mandarin team of commentators as well. And again, it's a pronunciation point, but also it's the fact that you just will not be able to say some names in Mandarin. I guarantee you this, you will not be able to say the names. And so a lot of the Mandarin team that come into here at TalkSport. We're broadcasting five games a week in China. And um, they just give themselves English names. So my colleague, Hong Tao Liu, uh, and that's already an anglicised version of his name, he just calls himself Harry. And on his all of his British identification papers, he is Harry. Uh, but then when his mum comes over and, and I say, oh, is Harry around? She says, who on earth are you talking about? But not in a Cockney brogue. That's in a kind of Mandarin accent. But, you know, eventually you've just got to come to a, an understanding of how things are. And I'm going to call him Andy Cole to the death, all right? <laughs> Okay, moving on, moving on, moving on. Let's talk about something completely different. Um, and uh, there was a big controversy last week about VAR, even though VAR wasn't really the problem. The problem was the law. So what have you got for us, Tom? Yeah, there has been a, a big controversy this week uh, about handball. Um, and what's interesting about this is that IFAB have said this week that they're going to take maybe 10 years to get VAR right. That's how, how long it will probably take for us to get used to it. But this was not a VAR no, thing. He said get it right. He said get it, get, get used to it. Get used, said, to, get it. used okay. to it. Not okay. get it right. But they're already saying they're getting it right, which they're not. Or are they? Well, they are getting it right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, they are getting it right. I the problem know, is that there's a big issue. There's a big issue with communication. I understand that. And I do think that in the stand, I think it's probably a bad experience for a supporter. And I completely, completely agree with the need to increase the level of communication. The big issue I think we've got here is that everybody wanted VAR. If you go back two or three years, everyone's like, we want, we, we need technology. Livelihoods are being lost because people are getting relegated <laughs> on these big decisions. These are supposed to be professional referees. They can't make decisions like this. And if they don't get it right, they should be sacked, all this kind of stuff. So then we do get 
a um, professional company to come in and implement video review technology and now it's too good and too accurate and it measures to the centimeter despite the fact that i did actually i've got a brilliant text actually from uh, uh, someone inside the pgm ol which i'll have to read you before we leave about the, uh, the one of the reports this week that suggested that the margin for error was 38.8 centimeters which i think they would say is not the case um but because it's too accurate people are now moaning about that i mean danny what would you prefer um, an accurate system or an inaccurate system? Or or now that we've been asking for the uh, accurate system and we've got it, why are we moaning about it? <laughs> um, I'm just happy I don't play football anymore, Sam, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, all these rule changes, VAR. I'm not, I'm not a VAR fan, to be honest with you. Um, I, there are, have been the odd player that have come out you know, advocating VR and wanting it, and now it's here. But I think if you ask most players, they wouldn't want VAR. Um, I, I just I I can't buy into it, and then maybe I'll speak. Why is bit, that? Because it I, can see you doing something naughty. Possibly. I, to be honest with you, so I think you know. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I know the game evolves, and players have to change their way of playing with different rules and how the game has, has evolved and stuff. And VAR is going to make poly players again have to adapt their game and 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 defend differently or whatever it is because you know the scrutiny is now on you you can't really do anything wrong now VAR is watching everything but just how long it takes to stop starve it you know you can see players are just frustrated with it just you know standing around waiting for the decision um you think you've scored a goal and then you know a minute later two minutes later then it's chalked off but quite rightly well and, and this, can I, did, I, can I just well, take us back to this handball thing? Because uh, I think it was really interesting, this, listening to Pep Guardiola speaking with TalkSport after the game last week. Um, Gundogan's tweets yeah. as well. De Bruyne's point about you've got to get your arms cut off to defend mm. in the penalty area and all that. It almost, and he, and he yeah. kept, Guardiola kept bringing up Lorente's goal in the Champions League last year, but the rules changed about handball in between yeah. those two incidents. And it almost seemed like they Correct. either didn't know the rules or they were pretending to us that they, they didn't quite understand it. Would, would you, Gabs, at the start of a season, had someone come round when rule changes happened, and you might not have had en masse like this, this many rule changes, mm. but can it be that Pep Guardiola didn't know Possibly. of that rule? Possibly. Um, he, I think he did go... Well, the refs come in and he went down to Stockley Park, didn't they he? They had a briefing. Did, yeah, they had a briefing, yeah, so... They, they went down, yeah. Probably shouldn't have any excuse for that from a player point of view. Yeah. Also, they've got about 115 staff. Mm. So someone's got to be responsible for knowing what the laws of the game is out of all of that lot. Yeah, he's pretty switched on, Pep, isn't he? So you wouldn't expect him to to not know that. Um, but I don't know. I just, as I said, maybe in time I'll, my views will, will change when I get used to it. But maybe I'm just old-fashioned. I've been stuck in my way, old ways for too long. Um, and Your old genes. We don't like change, do we? I don't think... Uh, anyway but um, maybe it's just gone too far the other way I think that we're trying to get everything so yeah. perfect now yeah. and what's going to be next maybe getting the, the, the perfect footballer that never makes makes a mistake I don't know I just thought the human error was is kind of part of the game and I never really had a problem with it as a player yes you'd sometimes things would go against you and you'd be annoyed by that but you quickly get over I never got to the point where I thought oh let's get VAR in and change all this I've I never thought that way so I don't know maybe just you know, from a player's point of view, I think a little yeah. bit different about it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. I I don't think I was particularly. I wasn't calling for it. I was never sort of like massive on uh, getting technology in. I was always one of these that actually believed 
it, even though it doesn't, it sort of evens itself out over the course of a lifetime. Yeah, there's some big sort of heartbreaking decisions that do go your way or against your team, but ultimately, in the end, I mean, most of them are uh, over the course of a season. You, I just you, don't it's, it's the money. Really, it's, the, it's the money, though, Sam. That's in do, the game yeah. now. That's the one of the main reasons, probably the biggest reason that, why VAR is coming. Probably because, as you said, because Sam, people think that you get relegated yeah, on bad decisions, yeah, but pe- you don't because exactly you actually right. you only ever get relegated if you're rubbish. Exactly right. There's people, as you said, now who come out and say, "Well, that decision has cost us X amount. It's not. It's cost us the game. It's this decision has cost us." But a goal relegation. Is, sorry, amount, I'm so million sorry. Pounds and, this is just baffling to me because if a goal goes in and the player scored it from an offside position and it's the Champions League quarterfinal, let's say, for example, Tottenham are at Manchester City and City score a late goal to knock Champions to, to lock Spurs out of the Champions League, but it was offside and should yeah. have been disallowed, yeah. we're happy yeah. with that happening and, and City going through well, with an illegal happen. goal. That, that, that happened the year before in the quarterfinal I know, between I was referencing it. and Manchester City. <laughs> yeah. so, so, and, they, and, they, and Manchester City as a result of that, ended up going out of the competition. So we're it happy has with it. happened. Are and we? They, you know, well, we're not happy with it because then a year mm. later, they have a situation where they don't go through because VAR got involved. So no one's happy with it, but it's just that that is sport, isn't it? It's not perfect. It, is, it isn't perfect. So I understand why the technology um, was resisted in the first place and I wasn't calling for it. But now it's here you've got no choice you, yeah. you, you asked for it you've got it deal with it, you, yeah. it it's the way it is and, and and it was fans who asked for it it was the media who asked for it it was the stakeholders of the game so the players and the referees and the managers and the clubs they all wanted it you know it doesn't just come out of nothing but now it's here it's all a bit oh actually maybe we've gone a bit too far yeah Okay, we'll do more from the Matterface mailbag uh, next week when we reconvene for Twitter uh, Extra Time uh, on our game day preview pod uh, next Friday morning when you wake up. If you'd like to subscribe to the rest of our podcast, it's really easy. Just subscribe to this one on iTunes, on Acast or Spotify, and they all come in the same feed. We've got Laura Woods and Adrian Durham's verdicts. We've got Danny Kelly's record book on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And, of course, you'll get our preview pod as well, which comes out every single Thursday. Thanks to Danny Gabadon and his tight jeans. Goodbye. Goodbye, Sam. Thank you very much. <laughs> I thought you were going to come back with goodbye. <laughs> um, and, and thanks to Tom Rennie as well. We'll see you next week. That was a game day Premier League preview show, a Talk Sport exclusive podcast.